Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. everybody and welcome to fantasy football today dfs my name is cena john i'm of course joined on tuesdays by meg shalp and listen this is a different uh way we're gonna do this because meg we have saturday games how about that i love it you know we talk about short slates literally every week how we like playing early only afternoon only we did the thanksgiving show together i love it we're running back another three game short slate and i'm excited yeah, we're going to talk about the three-game short slate. Apologies ahead of time. We're probably not going to do lineup reviews today. I'll give a shout-out to our FFT DFS winner on the Friday show. That's going to be me and Mike McClure on the Friday show. We might touch on these three Saturday games, but really that's going to be covering the 10-game Sunday slate. What Meg and I are going to do right now is cover – it's almost like Thanksgiving, right? We're going to cover the three-game slate. The difference is it's not going to take place on Thursday. The three games are going to take place on Saturday. So, Meg – if it's okay with you, I figure let's start with the one o'clock game. Vikings sure. plus three and a half at the Bengals, 39 point total. It looks like we've got Jake Browning. And, I, you know, do, do you know if it's going to be like Nick Mullins or, or Josh Dobbs? I mean, it seemed to me like it's probably going to be Nick Mullins. I would think based on the performance that we saw on Sunday, I would think it would be Nick Mullins, but I don't think we've got an official word on that yet. So, right. um, you know, there's only a couple hundred dollars difference there, but yes, I, I, we have to wait and see, but I, I would be shocked if it's, if the change isn't made. Either way of all the quarterbacks on this slate. And of course we have Browning, either Dobbs or Mullins. We've got Minshew uh, and Trubisky. And then at the eight o'clock game, eight fifteen game, I should say, we've got golf and Russ. I'm assuming that if you're going cheap, it's not with Joshua Dobbs or Nick Mullins. Right. Probably not. No. I mean, I guess unless, you know, you look at ownership and you just want to get really contrarian, um, mm -hmm. you know, I, I guess that's an option. But no, probably not. I mean, I think pricing is really, you know, closer on on a on a short slate with, you know, six quarterbacks that we're looking at. So I don't see the need to go down because it's not like you're getting that much savings. Yeah. And I, I got to think. You know, Jake Browning seems to me at 5,700 that he's got pretty pretty great value here. I mean, and I, I certainly like, even though Jamar Chase came off a bad game uh, just a few days ago, I, I think a Browning-Chase stack is probably one of my favorites. I mean, I'll just kind of spoiler alert. I, I do like this stack. Again, it's a 39-point total, so it's not a huge total here. I mean, we have to keep that in mind. Uh, we got to keep game conditions in mind, of course, as well. So that's mm -hmm. something we'll look at as we get closer to Saturday. I like Minshew stacks. I think that Broncos-Lions game, you could you could potentially go either way there. Nice bounce-back spot potentially right. for Jared Goff against, I'll admit, a very formidable Denver defense. But uh, what do you think about the Browning-Chase stacks? And, and 
Would Higgins be involved? I mean, he had 72 yards the other day, but only on four targets, caught two of them. To me, it's it's Browning, it's Chase. If I'm playing this game, and, and I'm, I may be mixing, no pun intended, uh, Joe Mixon in at 6,600. <laughs> um, how do you feel about that side of it? Yeah, I like it a lot. I think I think that the Browning Chase stack, I'm guessing at, on a Tuesday that that could be the, the chalky stack, but it mm-hmm. could be the right stack. So um, yeah. I'm definitely interested in that stack. I would definitely prioritize despite coming off a bad game, Chase over Higgins and, and paying up for Chase. Mm-hmm. But um, if Higgins fits, I'm willing to go there too. And of course, you know, Mixon has you know, been getting the touchdowns and, and, you know, still getting the workhorse volume. So I'm interested there. Um, and maybe even if I want to take a shot on Chase Brown, I wouldn't even mind going yeah. there if the, cause I could see as we talk things through with these three games, I could see my, me really wanting to pay up for a receiver and mm-hmm. kind of pay down at running back. So, um, so yeah, I, I'm definitely interested in a lot of pieces in this game. It's just kind of what's going to fit, you know, as it always is in short sleep. Yeah, it would be it would be weird almost as good as Chase Brown has been for him not to be incorporated more and more into games. Now, the question becomes, what's his touch share? What's his volume actually going to look like in this in this Saturday game? But with that said, at 4,800, we've seen the upside for Chase Brown. We even saw it two games ago where he just looked better than Joe Mixon, certainly in the open field. He looked like the faster better, more efficient runner. So uh, Chase Brown at 4,800 is a dart, especially if you have to pay down at running back. That makes a ton of sense. Let me ask you on the other side of the ball. I personally don't think Justin Jefferson is going to play. Obviously, I, I have, you know, I, I, I don't, it's not like I know, but we're here on a Tuesday. We don't like, we'll, we'll know by Saturday, obviously, if he doesn't play. I mean, if he does play, I mean, you could consider playing him. I think it will end up being contrarian to playing because people aren't going to want to pay up for him. But I'll say that if he doesn't play, I think Jordan Addison at 5,600, KJ Osborne at 4,200, or Powell, Brandon Powell at 3,100. Now, listen, I know Powell doesn't exactly get a lot of volume, but you might need salary relief on this slate. So I think Powell at 3,100 kind of gives you that. And then, of course, TJ Hawkinson's 5,800. If I'm running this Bengals stack, I'm picking at least one of these guys. Oh, and by the way, Madison's probably not playing. So Ty Chandler at 5,300 makes plenty of sense. Of all those names I just mentioned, and don't forget, it's a three-game slate. So you can get weird and you can really... Run it back with two guys if you want. Maybe, mm-hmm. Probably not three on a, on a three-game slate. But if you were to pick two guys that you liked as runbacks, whether it's at the running back position, tight end position, or at the receiver position, which of those guys makes sense to you? I love Ty Chandler at that price if he's going to yeah. get all the workload. Um, yes, uh, also have some best ball bias too. Uh, I'll try not to say best ball too much these next three weeks. But yeah, have some best ball bias there. Love Ty Chandler at that price. So the, he would actually probably be my favorite because he's not also directly tied to the poor quarterback play or the questionable quarterback play. We don't, again, we don't know. Um, I wouldn't mind getting contrarian if Justin Jefferson's in, because I do think that would be contrarian coming off the injury and we haven't seen him much lately. So Mm -hmm. I think I'd be willing to do that if he's out. I do have an interest in one of those. And again, it would probably be more a case of just kind of what I said of just what would fit and not like a priority piece. So my priority piece would probably be, um, would probably be Chandler if the priority piece. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And by the way, when Madison got hurt, Madison looked great. But I had his prop, by the way, over 50 and a half uh, rushing yards, put it on sports line. He hit that in the first half, and, and thankfully he got injured after he hit it. He was on pace for well over 100 yards. Ty Chandler came in, pretty much got all the carries, ended up with 12 rushing attempts. So he is the dude after Alexander Madison. And for what it's worth, he caught three targets, or he had three targets, caught all three of them. Now, it was only for 11 yards. But, you know, this is a guy that could really pile up the volume, especially with 
if we're, if we're looking at Nick Mullins or Joshua Dobbs, like just the check down city, especially maybe with Nick Mullins, in my opinion, if I was going to pick a second piece, it probably would be Powell for the salary savings. But uh, between Osborne and Addison, I think Addison at 5,600 without Justin Jefferson, I think that makes a ton of sense. Sure. I'll mention Tanner Hudson. He's been pretty good. He's catching most of his targets. He's been efficient. Um, didn't pile up the yardage last week, but he did have a touchdown. He's 3,200. Boyd, 4,100. Not super interested in that. Is there anybody we didn't mention before we move on to Steelers Colts? No, I think we covered it. But yeah, I'd be willing to go to Tanner Hudson if I'm going to pay down at tight end because yeah. he's tied to a good quarterback who's giving him some targets. So yeah, I would I would definitely have interest there if I'm paying down at tight end. Totally agree with Tanner Hudson. Um, you, you're not going to get a ton of yardage with him, but you might get the receptions, which of course on DraftKings is valuable. And I do think he has touchdown equity. Um, I think we can move on from this game. I'll, I'll mention TJ Hawkinson at 5,800. Uh, is very interesting to me. I probably would prefer to play him if Joshua Dobbs is playing, but we'll, we'll just have to wait and see on the news there. And if anybody in the chat, I see you, Chargy, I see you, Jermaine, uh, Jameson. If you have news on, maybe maybe there's something you know that I don't know on either Joshua Dobbs or Justin Jefferson, uh, let us know. But I think we still have to wait for news on that. All right, let's move to Steelers at the Colts. But before we do that, let's hear one quick message from our partners. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, we are back on Fantasy Football Today, DFS. By the way, I didn't mention our contest. What we're going to do, for, and, and I haven't created it yet, for the Saturday three-game slate, we're going we're gonna to create like a 100-entry person contest. So I want you to get in there as soon as possible. I'll tweet it out, and, and, and we'll, I'll try to get it attached to this podcast description uh, after the show. But And then for the Sunday slate, which is, again, a regular 10-game slate, we'll do our regular contest. So look out for two contests, uh, both $5.00. Uh, to participate in for Saturday and for Sunday. All right, maybe we've got the Vikings plus three and a half. Oh, we just did that. We got the Steelers plus two and a half at the Colts. It's a 42-point total. Just so everybody knows, here's how the tiers of games work. It's 1 o'clock, 4.30, and then 8.15 is the third game. Keep that in mind, not just because you know when to turn the TV on or off. Also, late swap. Like, you know, depending on how you're doing in those first couple of games, late swap might be a factor. We've talked about reasons for late swap. Uh, in the past. So just, again, keep that in mind. You're going to have time between each game to kind of consider uh, what pivots you need to make. And for the record, there's also two game slates. If things aren't going well for you on the three game slate, and you know that after one o'clock, there is a two game slate, just like yesterday you can play, which will be Steelers, Colts, Broncos line. So just something to consider. Maybe forget about, you know, whether you're doing poorly on the one o'clock games, you can play the three game slate and you can play the two game slate. If, that, if that's how you want to split it up. If you have uh, strong feelings about the two game slate, Steelers plus two and a half, the Colts 42 point total. I mentioned Minshew at 5,500, really, really kind of like him. I'm not super worried about the Steelers defense. 
Uh, they haven't really been that good anyway, but we saw Bailey Zappi absolutely carve them up the other night on prime time. So when you look at Minshew, I think you have to tie him to Michael Pittman. Michael Pittman, mm-hmm. Meg, this is staggering. 29 receptions over his last three games. Not targets, receptions over his last three games, totaling 95, 105, and 107. He's basically like a 10-catch, 100-yard machine over the last three games. Now, is that going to happen this game too? I'm not really sure, but this is a trend I'm willing to follow. So you mentioned how the Browning stacks might be popular. I think Minshew to Pittman might, may also be, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know if it's going to be the second, you know, most popular or the third or whatever it is, but that's going to be a popular stack too. And I think you can throw Zach Moss in there at 6,200. Again, it's a three-game slate, so I think you can do some things that you might not normally do, tying a receiver and a running back to a quarterback. Moss has been very inefficient, but we've seen him be efficient before, so I'm not going to take the two-game sample size and call it a day on Zach Moss. That's what I like on the Colts side. Speaking of the Colts, is that how you would – Maybe pick some of these guys. Would you be fading these guys? Do 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 Pierce or Granson make it into the conversation? How do you like that cold side? The cold side, I mean, the priority for me is absolutely Michael Pittman. I mean, I like how you separate it. It's not just targets, it's receptions, which is yeah. just like you said, staggering. So Michael Pittman is definitely a priority spend for me. And yeah, I have interest in that Minshew Pittman stack. And again, I know this sign it kind of sounds repetitive, but I on short sites, I kind of have like priority pieces and then pieces that I'm willing that I'm fading and then guys in the middle that it's like, okay, if that fits, then I'm willing to go there. And guys like Moss or some of the cheaper Colts pieces, I'm willing to go there if it fits the build. But the priority to me is definitely, definitely Pittman. And 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 I am willing to do some Minshew Pittman stacks. Yeah, absolutely. And by the way, I didn't mention Joshua Downs when I was talking about some of the pay down options. So um, that's certainly something to consider. Let's talk about the other side before we move on from this game, because I I honestly, I don't know what to do with any of these skill (laughs) position players. Jalen Warren, Najee Harris, you know, I maintain like most of the industry maintains that Jalen Warren's probably the better runner, but we're just seeing a split here. And frankly, you know, Najee's getting the better end of the split Mm -hmm. and he's getting the better production too, for the most part. Um, it's a good matchup. So I don't know if you're willing to pick between these two. I think it might be profitable if you are, because if you pick right, I think a lot of people are so frustrated with this backfield. Maybe they don't want to make a decision on it. And therefore maybe they both get left alone to a too large degree. So I, I don't know if you have a position on either of these two guys. It is a good matchup. Also on the receiver end, Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, Pat Fryermuth. I'm not super interested with Trubisky at quarterback. If I was going to pick one, I'd go for the upside of Pickens, hoping maybe he breaks one. But it's it's really hard to get on Steelers here. How do you feel about that side of the ball? I feel the exact same way as you do. That it, you know, after watching that game in primetime, it was so frustrating to watch how inefficient the offensive offense was with Trubisky. Yeah. And so it's really, really hard to make decisions on them because they are priced so reasonably and cheap in some cases. And so that's what makes it difficult is, well, geez, the efficiency wasn't there, but they are cheap. So if it improves, it might be worth it. And as far as the running backs, I lean towards Najee. You know, he is getting more of the volume. He's getting more of the goal line touches. To me, that's the more valuable role. And so I'm going to side with Najee over um, Warren in this case and, they're right around the same price. So you can pick your favorite stealer. For me, it's going to be Najee. And then, yeah, I, I will be going to, again, it's not going to be priorities for me, but I will be willing to go to, to Deontay Johnson or Pickens mm-hmm. 
because again, I just think you're probably going to need that salary and they might just fit. And again, I'd like you lean towards Pickens for the upside and hopefully there's some, maybe some squeaky wheel because he definitely seems very frustrated, understandably. So, you know, I, I would probably lean Pickens there too, but I'd be willing to go to either if it fit. It's so difficult to rely on Mitch Trubisky. I mean, I, and I'm not even trying to be like, I'm not trying to like degrade him in any way. It's just like watching that offense. It's like, man, I don't think Trubisky trusts Trubisky. So how am I supposed to trust these receivers unless it's like a broken play or just, you know, mm -hmm. on low volume, like the one target that works out to a guy like Deontay or George Pickens. I mean, even Pat Fryermuth, he caught, well, he caught three balls on seven targets, but like the production was so lacking and it's not like this new England Patriots defense isn't exploitable. They, their, their best pieces are out for the season as of, right. you know, six weeks ago. So the fact that like neither the running backs or the receivers could do anything. And by the way, Am I a sucker? Everybody in the chat, I see you, Richie Smalls, insights. Richie Smalls <laughs> says, a little late, but I made it. Am I a sucker, Meg, for liking the Colts minus two and a half? I mean, it seems like they're begging me to take this line, right? Because no, I like, I like the Colts minus two and a half, too, especially I, at home. And yeah, I mean, I just think Pittsburgh, unfortunately, you know, at this point of the season, you can kind of see which teams are trending up and which teams are trending down. And I think the but, Steelers are trending down. But you'd agree with me that they're... they're, they're they're begging us to take that line. We just right. saw the Steelers demolished by Bailey Zappi on national television. They know that everybody saw that. We've seen the Colts be pretty good. So you would think this would be three or three and a half. The fact that it's two and a half almost scares me because they're baiting me into taking the Colts here. <laughs> kind of. Yeah, in, I agree. Chat, if, if you like the Colts minus two and a half, uh, say Colts. And if you don't like the Colts minus two and a half, say Steelers, because <laughs> this is a confusing line to me. And not that the Colts are this great team, but. I've seen enough of the Steelers. If Kenny Pickett is not playing in this game, which I, I suppose he hasn't been officially ruled out, maybe he has. I don't think he's playing. Yeah, I so, doubt he's playing. Right. I doubt he's playing. So yeah, I, I just with I, I don't I don't get it. I would have set this line to three and a half, maybe even four, because of what I saw from the Pittsburgh Steelers. It All wasn't right. good. It, it was not good. <laughs> We've got the eight fifteen to go and eight fifteen game to go in a few minutes to talk about it. Let's take a break before we cover Broncos at the line. All right, we've got one more game to go, and it's the game with the highest total. It's the Broncos plus five at the lines, a 47-point total. Listen, a lot of hands are going to be in this game. I totally get it. I, I like the other games sort of just as much, especially if you – I mean, it's it's hard to love like the Steelers side, but like the thing about the Colts game that I like and the thing about the Bengals part of it that I like in terms of stacks is that the concentration of targets are really good. So even though the, the, the total is lower and the projected points are, are lower – don't forget, like when when the targets are spread out, like they might be with the Lions, for example. Like that's great that they, it has a higher total, but if you're if you're not sure where the targets are going, then how does that help you? I mean, you can guess right, of course, but at least I don't really have to guess with the Colts because I know a ton of targets are going to Michael Pittman. I understand Jamar Chase didn't have a good game last game, but typically, whether it's Jake Browning or Joe Burrow or Sia Najad, most of the targets are going to <laughs> Jamar Chase. So, like these are some things to consider. Don't just gravitate to the high point total game because that game might not have the concentration of targets that you're looking for. With all that said, I kind of like both sides of the ball. I don't love it uh, because Goff's at home. That's good. But this is a formidable Denver defense. And honestly, Amon Ross St. Brown hasn't been very good lately. He's had 15 targets over the last two weeks. But on those 15 targets, which, by the way, is low for Amon Ross St. Brown, he's only mm -hmm. had five receptions. Like, this, this isn't good. So I don't know if there's something going on with Amon Ross St. Brown. But this offense just isn't clicking, and I don't know that this is the spot to have it clicking, even though they're at home against a Broncos defense that's been very good. So my question for you, Meg, is the Lions. Are you stacking this game? 
I am interested to still stack the Lions. I do think they could still bounce back. I mean, their home road splits are pretty wild. We've known that yeah. for a while about mm -hmm. off indoors, the Lions indoors and at home. So, you know, back at home, I do think, you know, they could get back to putting up, you know, high 20s, 30s. Uh, plus points. And, and then that makes me very interested in the stack, especially if, and I get, we need to wait and see on ownership if, if it might come in as one of the lower owned stacks, just because of the total cost, or like you said, it's more spread out and that kind of stuff. So if it comes in as one of the lower owned stacks, especially, then I'm even more interested. Um, so yes, I have a lot of interest and I'm really anxious to see ownership and where that shakes out because if it's, if it's lower owned, I'll have even more interest. Yeah. You know, I'm going to make it a priority on Friday. Uh, and, and Meg, maybe uh, you'll be watching the show live too, perhaps. But I'm going to make it a priority on Friday to ask Mike McClure, because again, on Friday, we're going to cover the Sunday slate. We're going to go our mm -hmm. game by game preview. But I'm going to make it a priority to ask him what are the most popular stacks for Saturday, or at least the most popular quarterbacks on Saturday. And then we'll get a really good idea of um, where that ownership lies. Because I agree with you. I think a lot of people will be off golf because there's other options. And, and mm -hmm. it's kind of expensive to go golf to a Monroe St. Brown. And so that might be like, all the better reason to actually utilize that stack, right? Because right. we know the exactly. upside is there. Not exactly. what we especially at home, especially at home. <laughs> Are you willing to choose between, let me ask you this, if you're stacking golf, I assume it's with Amon Ross St. Brown, but maybe I shouldn't assume that. Sam Laporte is in the conversation. It's very expensive to stack all three, but it's very possible at the same time. Would you be stacking it like that? And do does somebody like Jameer Gibbs make it into the conversation? He's 6,700. Uh, Montgomery 6,400. We're seeing kind of splits between those two, but mm -hmm. we know between the two Gibbs is probably more likely for the breakout ceiling game. How would you, how would you formulate the stack is, is I guess my question. I do like the lions to win. And when the lions are do actually win, I do think I prioritize Montgomery a little yeah. bit more in those situations. Mm -hmm. So probably when it's all said and done, I'll prioritize Montgomery more, but likely unless I'm doing a Lions onslaught, and we talk about you can do onslaughts if you do think that is a scenario for a short slate, unless I'm doing like a Lions onslaught, Montgomery will probably be played in non-Goff lineups. Um, but I do, so I would prioritize Montgomery over Gibbs for me personally, and that's just because I think the Lions are going to win, basically. Um, Montgomery, I'll more play in non-Goff lineups, but maybe a little bit when I do do an onslaught. And as far as stacks with Goff, sure, Amon Ra's the priority. I do may want to get some access to like a double stack with him and Laporta, but I'd also be willing to fade Amon Ra and do like a mm. Goff, uh, Laporta, maybe one of his cheaper receivers too, to get some value and then get some of the other guys that we talked about. As formidable as this Denver defense has been, uh, it's a great matchup for Laporta at tight end against Denver. So keep that in mind. It is a really great matchup. And people generally on short slates like this, when they're trying to stack value, generally you see some of these more expensive tight ends get overlooked. So Sam Laporta might mm -hmm. end up, I don't know that it's going to be fully quote contrarian, but Sam Laporta might be a, end up being a play that just doesn't have a lot of ownership that can absolutely smash uh in your lineups only have a couple minutes left on this russell wilson side i don't like after watching jerry judy last week and, and i had him in one of my fantasy leagues i, I subbed him in because i was like this is a good spot by the way i was right because he was open like on three different three, like down the field on three different passes where if he'd caught two of those three even he would have been a complete smash this guy looks like actually lost and it's super weird for me to see because i know how talented uh that i think he is with that said to me it's russ and it's Portland sutton at 6400 mm -hmm. Um, Troutman at 3,000, I think, is at least interesting. I'm not interested in Mims. I'm not interested in Judy. Javante Williams, I think, you again, on a three-game slate, Russ, Javante, and Sutton, 
Those make sense to me in a stack or even at least just Russ and Sutton with the run back. Are you even going to consider the Denver side? Mostly Sutton. I, I yeah. say, you know, in those Detroit stacks, I'll probably run it, try to prioritize running it back with Sutton. I mean, his red zone, obviously targets and, you know, touchdown efficiency has been amazing. And he's just, his target share is, is obviously clearly the best and he is the most efficient receiver. So it's, it's Sutton is the priority for me for Denver period. I don't know that I'll be getting to a ton of rust stacks. So for me, it's Sutton. Yeah. And by the way, on the line side, if you want to try to get cheap, uh, you know, Jameson Williams is 3,400 Reynolds, 3,600. Mm-hmm. Uh, who was it? Khalif Raymond caught three or four targets for almost zero yards. It was like 15 yards, but he's a flat three K. So if you really want to get cheap guys like them and, and Powell are at least interesting, we got to get out of here a little bit more on the Saturday slate on Friday during our game by game preview with me and Mike McClure that starts at 11 o'clock. We're going to get our contests out for the Saturday slate and the Sunday slate. So look out for that. Thank you so much for joining us. It's always going to be me and Meg Shop on Tuesday. We really appreciate you being in here, and we'll see you on Friday.